We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Knicks return home for the next four, and they've won five straight Clyde at Madison Square Garden. Very impressive. I like what I see, the cohesion, the defensive intensity, the camaraderie, the esprit core. So this is the team that I think we saw last season when they were thriving. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I like that. Ooh, boy, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I very much like that. Um, Knicks win. Man. This is something I've been saying a lot lately. What the hell has happened to this season? This season from hell, the season of despair, the season in which nothing was going right. And, um, you know, the organization needed to reevaluate everything and everybody on this team and everybody was terrible and blah, 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 blah. Imagine being an Atlanta Hawks fan right now, by the way. Um, you know, there are, there are gradients of uh, disasters. And uh, what's going on with that team right now? That's a disaster. Um, and which is why I'm going to I'm going to be effusive in my praise tonight because this was a big win. Let me say that one more time. This was a big, big, big win. This got down to a two-point game in the fourth quarter, uh, and it was very tight. And this was a desperate team. I'm not sure they played like a desperate team all night, but this was a, this was a desperate team that did have some pride. Uh, they just can't defend uh, anything right now. Um, and the Knicks came out of it. And I'm going to talk about a lot of guys because there were a lot of guys that had very good games. Um, most, most important of which, Julius Randle, who had what I would say was his best game of the season. Um, I think Julius has been through a lot this year, especially the last couple of weeks. I'm sure we'll talk about him a lot tonight. I'm sure there's going to be some comments about him tonight. Um, best game of the year. Um, you know, going back to the scene of the crime uh, to make it right, as it were. But the first guy who, whose name I want to utter tonight, when it was nut-cutting time and it was a two-point game, Evan Fournier came up big. I just want that to be known. Back-to-back baskets, got the lead back to seven. They never looked back. Biggest baskets of the game. Um, but then again, every starter. I mean, this is – not only is this the best game of the year, perhaps not coincidentally – from Julius Randle, but also the best collective effort from all five starters of the year. Alec Burks, Mitchell Robinson, um, massive games. And then obviously, what can more what more can you say about R.J. Barrett? I actually didn't think R.J. – not that he didn't play that well tonight. I didn't think he shot it. Like, he didn't shoot it that efficiently. I thought he, he left a little bit of meat on the bone. Um, and 
the, I will follow that up by saying, how nice is it that we can sit here and say our 21-year-old uh, wingman left some meat on the bone and just went for 26 points and five rebounds and uh, really solid defense. They did not really challenge him much tonight. Um, I think actually underrated storyline of the night is how well the Knicks defense played. I know they gave up 108 points. I thought the Hawks made a lot of shots. I mean, they have shot makers. There's a reason they are whatever they are, the second or third best offensive team in the league uh, by uh, offensive rating. I thought the Knicks did a really great job. Really great job. The Knicks tonight on defense were as engaged as I could remember them being. A couple of miscommunications, a couple of blown coverages, but overall the switching was on point. Um, guys did a fantastic job staying down on their man, um, you know, staying grounded, staying with the possession uh, all through the night. And that's what's going to get this team to wherever they're going to go this year. I don't know what this team's ceiling is at this point, but I do know it's going to be generated on the offense or the defensive end. And on offense, you know, tonight you saw you saw what the vision was in the offseason to bring in a guy like Evan Fournier and to bring in a point guard who could do a little bit more on offense. Um, we just didn't know it would be Alec Burks, right? Uh, we'll talk. We'll save it. I'm sure there's going to be Kemba stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll save it for later. Uh, Burks is playing well right now as the starting – I mean, calling the point guard. He's not really the point guard. RJ and, and Julius are really the point guards. Um, but he's he's fitting well now. And defensively, it's working. And, uh, you know, I'll check the, the updated defensive rating for this team. I said it on the halftime Zoom. Starting – like, if you if you take out those first six games when they were just firing away and, and not really paying much attention to defense, to be honest – uh, probably getting, you know, taking some time to get adjusted. Since those first six games, I want to say uh, they're going to, you know, they're like a top 12, top 13 defense. Is it where they could be? No. Is it where they need to be if they want to actually do some damage? No. But it's trending in the right direction. And considering some of the defensive concerns we had about this team early on, you know, uh, wonderful stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's all good tonight. I mean, it's all good tonight. It's all good right now. It, um, Eight wins in their last 11 games. I know some of those wins came against, like, not real NBA teams. I don't care. Guess what? There's been a lot of games against not real NBA teams played by a lot of teams over the last couple months of the season with COVID going on. The Knicks found a way to win those games. You win who's on your schedule. And lo and behold, the Knicks sit here after one disaster after another, a game over 500, and we're more than halfway into the season. Um I'm back. I'm not that I was never off the bandwagon, but like, you know, if you were off the bandwagon, it's time to get back on it. Cause I do think this team could, you know, they're not winning any championships this year, but they got a fun little thing going. I'm excited to see what they do with these next uh, handful of home games. I think they have four home games coming up. Um, and, uh, and then things get tough and they play a whole shit ton of games on the road. They go out West. Um, this will, this season will get challenging. I would be surprised if they didn't find themselves below 500 again at some point but they have put themselves in position to make a run. And with what's going on in Atlanta, what, with what has happened in Indiana, um, if you're someone that's like, just get us to the play-in and see what happens, I think you could feel pretty good because I, I also think there's going to be another team or two to probably drop down, um, whether it's Washington or, I don't know, Toronto. We'll, we'll see. Toronto's pretty good, but they, I could see them falling out of it. Um, even Cleveland. Cleveland's great. Cleveland's had a great year, but, like, you know, they're missing some guys. Um, whatever. 
we'll talk about that another another day. Uh, great win. Uh, amazing performance again from Julius Randle. Great performance from all the starters. You love to see it. Great defensive effort. Um, pulled it out in crunch time. Everything you could possibly want in a win, you got tonight. Um, and it came against the fucking Hawks, which, fuck Atlanta. Um, okay, let's get to the Super Chat. Rob Felusma. Evening, JM. Hope all is well. All is well. Every starter in the plus column says everything tonight and no more Julius Randle slander from our fan base, period. You know what? If he keeps playing like this, and and more importantly, if he keeps playing hard, like, you know, Julius Randle has had a lot of games where he shot under 50% from the field that, and he was under 50% from the field tonight, where you looked at it and you were very mad, but you you weren't mad because of the shooting stats. You were mad because of the other stuff. And tonight, I'm seeing a guy who's going after a fucking offensive rebound on a missed free throw. You know, I'm seeing a guy who's making every extra effort on the defensive end, willingly getting switched on to Trey Young and making it work for the Knicks, making that game plan work for the Knicks because he's so engaged on the defensive end. Um, the slander comes, and that's why I don't want any fucking idiots out there who are, who are going to say this, that, and the other thing about we owe someone an apology or something. Listen, again, big boy pants time. No apologies here. Play like shit, you get criticized. Play good, you don't get criticized. Or at the very least, try hard, you don't get criticized. Um, he tried hard tonight, and he played great. So not only does he not get criticized, he gets praised. That's how it works. That's how it works. Um, so, yeah, no no more slander. If he keeps playing like this, um, I'm all for the no more slander. Anthony Sixto. Randall showed great hustle. Bullied the paint. Yes. And that's why, like, you know, two nice highlight blocks for Onyeka Okongwu. I love it. I love that Julius went to the rim, and it didn't deter him either. He had another drive after those rejections, um, and he, he just – he didn't let that get into his head. Best, so much great stuff from Julius Randle tonight. Um, he was our best defender versus Trey. Good, good comment, Anthony. Grimes is shown how to make the most of limited minutes the grimy way. So I, I didn't shout him out because um, I wanted to focus on initially on the starters. Great game from Grimes. I know they just traded for Cam Reddish. Um, I know Derrick Rose is going to come back. Kemba Walker. I'm not convinced we're ever going to see him play again in a Nick uniform. Um, you know, obviously, quickly, Obi, the whole thing. Grimes is is not going anywhere in terms of being a part of this rotation. I wrote about it the other day. I'll say it again now. Tibbs loves the kid. Had no Tibbs had zero interest in giving him up in the Cam Reddish trade. Um, that was what they asked for, as has been reported by several outlets. Tibbs wanted no part of it. Um, he loves Grimes and I'm not saying it's a guarantee he stays in the rotation, but Grimes is wonderful. Uh, add something to this team that they really don't have with how quickly he fires away and how he gets into guys on defense. I mean, that steal of Trey young was just, I mean, what more do you want? That's, that's just beautiful stuff. Um, I think he does have the highest defensive ceiling on the team, give or take an RJ Barrett. So, uh, great stuff. I was waiting for this man. I was waiting for this man. Still alive and well, Robert Cross. It's cutlets tonight, buddy. Cutlets on cutlets on cutlets. After that easy win, is it fair to say that we are back on track for 53 wins? 
now that the offense is running through RJ with Julius supporting. Um, so again, just to keep everybody updated on the most up-to-date uh, stats for the Knicks to win 53 games, hashtag 53 wins, they would have to go uh, 31 and uh, I believe 8. Is that 31 and 8? Did my math just check out there? I think it's 31 and 8. Can the Knicks go 31 and 8? You know what? Who am I to say? Um, I love the optimism, though. And, yes, this is how the offense should be running. It should be running through R.J. Barrett primarily. Um, will it will it be di- difficult at times? Absolutely. This is a team without a rim protect- protector tonight. And, by the way, R.J. still struggled when um, Atlanta put a big on him. He needs to figure out a way to get around that when, because other teams are going to start putting bigs on him and just challenge him to either step back behind the three-point line um, or just make the mid-ranger. I thought the mid-ranger he made in the fourth quarter – was massive that he dribbled into a little bit of a different situation from what I was describing a moment ago with when it, when they just put a big on him and say, shoot it. So listen, that's another adjustment that RJ Barrett is going to need to make. Guess what? I'm starting to become more and more confident in this young man's ability to make adjustments. Um, so good stuff by him. Michael Aaron saw people on Twitter complaining about Julius. Not tonight. Really tonight. Come on. That's, that's, that's even more ridiculous than the people who want the uh, apology note. Uh, tonight's not the night. Also, the Knicks are now 5-1 and one since waving Wayne Selden. Wayne Selden was the problem all along. And you know what else? The Knicks are 1-0 since uh, trading Kevin Knox. How about that? Uh, Flausta, 3.54 a.m. in France. I hope you're at a bar at the very least. Come on. <laughs> that guy just got a chuckle from uh, Miss uh, Miss Macri over there, chomping down on some what sounds like some chips in the kitchen. Um Late night snacking. I don't know about if it's, I don't know if that's in that twenty-one day plan, babe. Um, we needed every. <laughs> we needed every. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, we needed every bucket from Fournier in the fourth. Absolutely, that heat check three he had there late in the fourth. I was like, no, 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 no. Yes. Um, good, good win. Uh, big win. The team's finally clicking. Let's go. Thank you. I, I, I didn't say it explicitly at the top, and that's a bad job by me. They're clicking. They're clicking now. Is it easier to click when your team's making shots? Yes. Are they making shots before they're clicking? I don't know. It's the chicken or the egg thing, but they're clicking. They're absolutely clicking. So, you know, um, we've been waiting to see it. Took half a season, but we got it. Uh, my girl, Jessica, Jessica Clarice, um, <laughs> um, 51.6 winning percentage, 516. This version of the starters is actually gelling. I'm happily eating crow. Oh, wait, here he is. Pull out Mr. Crow. Um, on my earlier calls to trade Evan, so happy. Let's go, Knicks. Listen, we, we all – there he is. You know, a lot of us were were on the notion of, of trading Evan Fournier. And I don't blame anybody who was who was thinking about that because he was, he was so bad. <laughs> Again, no, no apology notes uh, for someone who just looked like he didn't want to be here. Um now he's playing like the guy that we the, that Leon Rose thought he was signing and that Tibbs wanted um, to add to this to this core. Um, so you know Evan Fournier, I, I think, is still an asset, and they were never going to just get him out of here to get him out of here, here because that's poor asset management. Um, and it's a good thing that uh, you know me and you don't run the Knicks, Jessica, and that Leon Rose is is more uh, is more patient. Um, I, I thank you, Andrew. I will. Uh, Kenny Rose, 
Uh, Burks was clearly the star tonight. I don't know. I think Randall was the star tonight. Burks was very good. Burks was very good, and I probably should have spent a few more minutes talking about Burks. He's been look, look Alec Burks. By the way, seventeen points on eight shots. Pretty good. Um, pretty good uh, efficiency there to go with nine rebounds, eight assists. You know what? He was the quiet star. I think Randall was the first domino. I thought. Let me rephrase that. RJ was the initial domino. They they went through him a, a lot in the first quarter, and it set the tone for the game. Then RJ started struggling a little bit more, um, and then you saw Randall really command more of the offense, and it worked like a charm. A lot of passes, by the way. He only ended up with only ended up with nine assists. I thought there were a, at least two or three more, probably more that that should have been assists. Um, that guys just missed shots and he had a lot of hockey assists too, as he's been getting a lot of of late. I mean, you can't ask for a better game from Julius Randall. Um, but yeah, Alec Burks was the quiet star. Good, good, good call there. But you know, I've been saying it and other people have been saying it for the whole year. He's been the Knicks best player this year, full stop best player this year. It's just, that's Alec Burks. And that's why, um, you know, if you want to win games, like you don't trade that dude, um, and they're not going to trade him. Um, so, uh, continuing uh, Kenny's comment, RJ and Randall played off of each other and played well. Without Rose, the subs and Ovi are struggling. You know, I think IQ IQ struggled a little bit tonight. I thought there was, but again, they're letting him run the show. So this is really the first time he's had a chance to be a true NBA point guard. There's an adjustment there, and there's it, it, like these. Again, that sort of development is not linear. Um, so I'm fine with it. And I love the fact that they're – I mean, it's kind of by necessity. But I love the fact that they're giving him this opportunity to learn on the fly and play play point guard on these backup units. Yeah, is he struggling not alongside the former MVP, as is Obi? Absolutely. And look, you know, Obi. I'm sure we're going to get some comments about Obi, and that's fine. Um, he didn't have a great game tonight. I'm not blaming him. It's hard for him to – have a great game when he's not being fed the ball in a certain particular type of way by a guy like Derrick Rose, because Obi doesn't generate offense for himself. He's the beneficiary. And he's also still a young player with some not great defensive uh, tendencies at, at times. And he's going to make mistakes. Um, doesn't mean he can't still be a weapon. Doesn't mean he can't still be a weapon, a weapon for this team, but he needs to be utilized in a certain way. And Oh, by the way, Tibbs kind of, always had an idea about how he should have been utilized, which is why he looked so good for so much of this year. Struggling a little bit now, not going to stay that way, um, especially after Derrick Rose comes back, and I'm sure Derrick Rose will be back and be fine. Uh, Jeremy E., what's going on, Jeremy? R.J. Barrett has ice water in his veins. Yes, he does. Not trading him for anyone. He's ours. Um, No one in the NBA is untradeable. That said... Uh, the Knicks should not be looking to trade RJ Barrett for anyone right now. Um, successful organizations draft an RJ Barrett and nurture him to become whatever he's going to be. And, uh, they're doing that. They're letting him grow. I don't know if it's been the best developmental path for him here, uh, especially his rookie year, but give this organization a lot of credit. They gave him a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of on-ball opportunities last year as a second-year player, and those weren't always pretty. Um, but he worked out a lot of kinks and worked out some kinks this year, and now 
I mean, if this is again, if this is the ver- if this is like what counts for a bad RJ game moving forward, and again, he was he struggled from the field a little bit in this game. Um, if this is what counts for a bad RJ game moving forward, then shit. I mean, that's your that's your multi-time All Star. That's your Macri eats crow, cutlets. You know, that's that's egg on anybody's face who ever had the nerve to doubt him. Um, you know, that's just still an if though. We, we still got to see it. We still got 30 some odd games to go. So let's uh, let's get there. Manny Campos, what's going on? Oh, by the way, I'm seeing Bricks Nation shouting out 33 bills, 33 to three bills over Pats. I don't really care about either of those teams, but um, sure, you know, fuck the Pats. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Manny Campos. Whoa, are we good again? Question mark. Also, considering we need to make a consolidation trade, who would you not be sad to see go? I don't think they need to make a consolidation trade. I think, you know, I how am I going to say this? I don't think, let me preface this by saying, Kimball Walker is still, oh, by the way, if you could uh, gently tap the like button, we would appreciate it. Andrew is reminding me to remind everybody in here. Tap the like button. It helps us out. We appreciate you. Um, Kimball Walker is still a damn good basketball player. And he showed us he's still a damn good basketball player uh, when he's on the court, when he can when he could stay on the court, when he could stay healthy. There's a role for him in the league to help a good team win games in a certain role. Maybe that role will be here. I'm not sure. I mean, is there a world where, like, he comes back and starts or as it comes as a backup? Like, yes. I struggle to see if the starting unit is going to continue to play like this once Rose comes back. Now, again, is it is it safe to rely on Derek Rose, who's whatever he is, 33 or 34 years old, you know, with his injury history and – I, is that a wise decision? I don't know. 
do they feel comfortable enough with Burks and quickly? And I guess Deuce as the backup plan if they were to go a separate way with Kemba. I don't know. These are all real considerations. Um, but the reason I'm going on and on about Kemba is like, I don't think it's a consolidation trade. I just think, I don't know that that Walker has a role here because, you know, let's face it, him and Julius never were able to get on the same page. And now that RJ is getting these on ball reps, I don't, I don't know how easy it is going to be because it sure shit wasn't easy for him throughout the first half of the year for Kemba Walker to adjust to being an off ball player. And, I think his role on a team now is a guy who is probably coming off the bench and like, you know, being, you know, being like Lou Williams is for the Hawks. Um, is that role available for him here? I guess possibly. I don't know. We'll see. But if there's a trade that I'm thinking will probably happen, I would guess it's going to involve Kemba Walker. You know, and Obi's name will be thrown around, I'm sure, between now and February 10th. And I understand that. Um, I don't, they're not going to just I – don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't know if I want to have the whole Obi trade conversation right now. I don't want to trade Obi Toppin. I think Obi Toppin's a really good basketball player. And I think there's a world where he could really help this team moving forward. Um, and I do think Tibbs knows how to use him. Um, and I do think it's good that Tibbs has been hard on him. I think it's made him a better basketball player. Um. Yeah, that's all I got for right now. Uh, so who would I not be sad to see go? I mean, I guess I wouldn't be sad to see Kemba go, and I love I've I've enjoyed Kemba this year. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kev? Good to see you. Um, and thank you always for your contribution. That was beautiful. It was. RJ continues to blossom, but I love the way Randall played. His hustle and defense gave us so much. Grimes. What's up with Collins? I don't know what's up with John Collins. I don't know what's up with this Atlanta team. Like, I haven't spent a lot of time gloating, um, you know, and, and uh, dancing on their grave. Uh, I don't think it's – by the way, I don't think it's it's quite grave time yet for Atlanta. I mean, they're 17 and 25. Um, they are – let's look at – we'll do our usual standings check-in. Um, by the way, if you're asking me if I think Collins is going to get traded, I think Collins can get traded for sure. Atlanta right now is, my God, they are four and a half games back of the Knicks, right? Did I just add correctly? Yeah, they're four and a half games back of the Knicks. They're three and a half games back of Boston. Boston's in 11th. And we are now tied with Washington, by the way. And we're a half game behind Toronto and only a game behind Charlotte. Oof. How, how things change. And we have the, the game again. I mean, talk about a big game coming up right away. We got a game against Charlotte coming up um, – Coming up now, that's going to be a, a, a huge game. Um, and I like, are the Knicks for real? Are the Knicks here to stay now? Are they going to be a serious team that we have to take seriously moving forward? Go fucking beat Charlotte at home on Martin Luther King Day. That's a big game. That's a big game. Um, Daniel Chang. Don Julio came to play tonight. Uh, that stretch that he went on was incredible. The starters looked amazing on D. Arrest David Fisdale for malpractice. I love getting to say that every time it's included in one of these super chats. Uh, David Fisdale should be – I'm not going to say anything. I'm sure he's a nice man. Uh, you know what he should be? He should be a lumberjack because he likes axes. He's using axes. I think, he'd be, I think he'd look great in flannel. Um, 
Yeah, Don Julio was awesome. Don Julio, I like that. I hope we've never gone with that before. I mean, again, they're gelling. Uh, whoever had that comment before is the best comment of the night. They're uh, they're 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 gelling, and that's a good thing. Um, Greg Moran, the Knicks have found something with this team basketball of late. What a shocker, right? Team playing team basketball is good. Uh, Julius with nine assists, Burks with eight assists, RJ scoring. Keep it up. Cheers, KFS. Thank you, thank you, Greg. Let's go Knicks. Yeah, and even like I know RJ's more doing the scoring than than the passing, but I think the only reason you're seeing more shot attempts than than passes and assists from RJ is because that's what teams are challenging him to do, and he's still throwing a lot of lobs to Mitch, um, and he's kicking it out when the play is there. Um, so I think RJ's doing all the right things. And look, the the way he drives when he gets that full head of steam, it's like unless he's passing it to Mitch. He's kind of pot committed to to the shot attempt at the rim. But you know what? If you're going to hit them, and by the way, here's the other part of the R.J. Barrett thing of late. More free throws tonight. We've been seeing him more and more and more get to the free throw line. This is the most he's gotten to the free throw line all season long. It is absolutely um, something he needs to continue doing. This is a hill that I will die on. It's just it, he, a guy that size needs to shoot a lot of free throws more than he shot over the course of his career. I hope this is here to stay. Um, Hannibal Miles. Julius Randle changed his shoes and said, make me like Mike. I don't know if he's quite that good, uh, but he was good. He was, it was, it was very good. All right. Jonas Plout with a comment. Be honest. Wouldn't you be intrigued to see Cam in Obi's spot at the four, just to see what the bench looks like, especially when teams go small. So I, I brought this up on, um, on the putback with Ian uh, the other day, and uh, I think we, I think I talked about it on the the post trade uh, live stream we did. Cam is not a good rebounder. Does it mean he can't become a good rebounder? No. Does it mean they can't uh, protect him or make up for his deficiencies with rebounding with certain lineup choices? I think I. I I don't know if I would just thought this to myself or I said it to someone, but like Grimes is a good rebounder. RJ's a good rebounder. Do you manipulate the lineups such that RJ Barrett, when Cam's in the game, or at least when Cam's at the four, RJ Barrett is, is also in there to try to help you rebounding. RJ Barrett's not a great rebounder. I think he's probably a little bit of an overrated rebounder right now, a little bit, um, but he's a good rebounder. Um, he's, he's not great yet, but he's good. Um, and, and like I said, Grimes is good. You know, I don't know who else uh, quickly is a good rebounder for his size. So, uh, Derek Rose, good rebounder for his size. Like, I think you need to help out if, if that was the way they wanted to go in, in certain lineups. Um, uh, you know, the Obi of it all, I, again, I don't want to, I don't want to see them trade Obi unless they're getting real value. Unless they're getting real value, and again, that's a that's a that's an organizational decision. Like Julius isn't going anywhere. We we want to build around Julius, or we want to build up Julius to the point where we're trading him for you know whatever superstar. Um, I don't know what they're I don't know what they're thinking, but I, I know 
I know I trust this front office when it comes to asset management. And I know I trust them when it comes to development. I think I trust them when it comes to knowing what they have. And I also trust them to be big enough about if they feel like, well, we drafted Obi Toppin, we're not trading Obi Toppin. Like, if they feel like it is in the best interest of the team to trade a guy that this front office drafted, I think they will do that. But again, I'm not convinced that the value is out there. Like, I don't want to trade Obi Toppin for, for Miles Turner. I, I honestly, the way Mitch is playing right now, yeah, I know, God knows, I don't even know what's going on with Nolan's Noel, but like, I don't know. I'm a lot less. I've, I, I'm sorry because I've wavered on this this year. I, I am. I think I'm off the give up what it's going to take to get Miles Turner here. Um, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Do do do. Over 900 strong in here on a Saturday night. You guys are the fucking best. This is the best fan base in sports, hands down. Uh, Robert McGinley, phenomenal content the past couple of days from you guys. Thank you and thank everybody else who's been putting it out. Just saying thanks. Let's go next. Yeah. Um, shout out to obviously Jeremy Cohen. Uh, join me on the post trade pod. We have our normal episode that we're recording tomorrow. Andrew Claudio, the goat, always doing what he he's got to do, even when uh, even when he's got uh, a very busy busy uh, couple of days here. Some things going on with Andrew Claudio. I'm not going to say anymore. Uh, and a Merry Christmas to you tomorrow, Andrew. Belatedly celebrating your Christmas with uh, with uh, Pastor Claudio and the whole family. Shout out to you. And, uh, you know, Chris doing the half times. And then, of course, uh, Benji. Benji Ridholtz, um, killing it with these film threads. So, yeah, shout out to everybody. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Um, Jason, <laughs> I knew this was coming. Bye-bye, Kemba. For Randall tonight, uh, thumbs up for Randall tonight. Let's go, Knicks. Look, I don't want to – again, I, I'm not dancing on the Hawks' grave. I'm not dancing on Kemba Walker's grave. I still think there's a relevant moment for Kemba Walker in the NBA. I don't think he's going the way of, you know, Isaiah Thomas or, like, Allen Iverson towards the end there. I think there's a – I think there's a relevant moment out there. He played well enough this year to earn that – earn that benefit of the doubt. I just – it hasn't felt – it hasn't felt right here all year, you know. Um, King Deej, what do we got? Bench units don't play two big men. Obi, Kemba, Noel, match Fox's contract. My goodness. Well, um, Jesus Christmas. So the money, the money matches. I think. I uh, think the money matches. You might be a little short there. I'll look up Fox. Uh, Andrew, you want to do the math? Um, if that's if 125 percent of what those guys make um, uh, is uh, is enough? I mean, I don't even know how many first round picks Sacramento for it. Would, would they ask for two firsts? One of which would be unprotected. Uh, would they do that deal when they're trying to make a chase for the play in? Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know if Fox is the guy that I want to mortgage everything for. Um, or like, cause like if you make that trade, like that's your, and you trade multiple firsts to get the Aaron Fox, like that's your trade. Like, and maybe he's worth it. I love Fox, but I don't, I don't know if that's the, if it's the right time for that. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Um, I might be wrong. Dom the dentist. I am afraid of us getting fully healthy for all the wrong reasons. Eh. 
listen, maybe famous last words. I trust Tibbs. I trust Tibbs to do the right thing. Here's what you know is going to happen. And this is, again, where I think the, the trade for Cam is interesting. I think Tibbs, I don't think they would have made the trade for Cam if Tibbs wasn't on board with it and didn't see something in the kid and didn't like the kid and they didn't like the kid as an organization. I think all of that stuff is true. But this notion that, like, Tibbs is going to give Cam Reddish 20 minutes a game because, like, that's – like, the organization is trying to develop him. I don't – I don't see that. I don't – if he thinks he can help him win games, he'll give him time. Um, And you know what? If Cam Reddish plays within himself and and locks in on defense, both on ball and off ball, um, he's, he's been good. Not great, but, but good. Um, or okay. Uh, he's been good. Um, and he just – he keeps hitting those corner threes, hitting 48% from the corners, then, like, he's going to play. Is that – is he okay with that role, at least for the rest of this year, and then we'll see what happens next year? Next year? I don't know. Um, JD, the energy around this team is different. Get me Brunson, Murray, Anthony Simons, or Fox, and we're golden. Um, those are some very different players right there. Uh, DeJounte Murray is not – it's not happening. Um, I mean, what do I – I don't know anything. Obviously, I don't know anything. But I, he's not why, – why the hell would San Antonio trade him? Um, I mean, if you're Portland, at this point, I, I think they should they should be looking to not build around Simons, but, like, he's the best thing about their organization right now. Um, they're, they're, they're about to engage on a tank. I can't fathom they give him up. Uh, the Fox thing I just discussed, you know, Brunson, I talked about it at halftime. I, I don't, I just, is Dallas going to make themselves worse this year? Because I don't see a world where the Knicks are making a trade with the Mavericks in which they get Jalen Brunson and the Mavericks can even talk themselves into becoming a better team this year as a result of uh, that trade. And I wonder, like, I don't like what's is do they make do the Knicks make it such an amazing deal that the Mavs can't say no? I don't I don't know. Like I I've talked a lot about this idea, and I'm sure we'll bring it up on the on the pod tomorrow. Um, me and Jeremy about like the value of Dallas's first round pick to Dallas versus the value of Dallas's first round pick to us and every other team in the league. It's, it's a, it has more value to them. Um, and it's going to take more than that. So I, I don't know. Um, but I love Jalen Brunson. Um, you know, I, but again, dude, like how desperately do they need Jalen Brunson? I love Jalen Brunson. I, like it moves Burke back to the bench. That's pretty great. So, yeah, that would be pretty cool to see him here. Uh, Caleb Knight. What's going on, Caleb? Love the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for watching. Um, loving this team lately. With Fournier playing so much better lately, do you think he's still a potential trade? I don't. I didn't really think he was a potential trade when he was playing like shit. So that's easy one to um, answer. Uh, the offseason is a different story. Going to be lots of craziness in the offseason. Uh, and he has a... Nice salary. That said, I, I don't think they're going to give him away. I think they're going to 
I think they value him, and I think they they have every right to value. Uh, taxi driver, what's going on, uh, taxi driver? I do I do enjoy that. Uh, I do enjoy the De Niro. Uh, what is that? Avi Avatar. Uh, the Hawks subbing out a Kongu, Kongu is the game changer tonight, as it allowed Randall to attack the basket. Also, props to Fournier for coming up big tonight. And, and you know, this gets back to Kevin Danishe- Kevin Danishevsky bringing up um, the idea of a John Collins trade, because if Okongu and now Okongu's not really a he's more of a five. Um, can he play the four? I, I don't watch enough Hawks basketball to know whether or not he can play the four, but like. Okongu's like, I don't know. You can't win. You can't win uh, anything significant if you have John Collins and and Trey Young as two of your starters on defense. I don't think. And and I get that they have tried to surround them with like top tier defenders in DeAndre Hunter, who profiles as someone who's going to be a very good defender. He's still working his way back from injury. Clint Capella, obviously a top notch defender, and like they need one more guy. Um, they, that's why they drafted Cam Reddish. <laughs> Cam Reddish was supposed to be that guy. Didn't quite work out. Um, can you win if you insulate the, the two of them? I, maybe if everything else breaks right. But that's why. I mean, maybe they do look to move Collins and insert Okongo in there because Okongo's he's a real deal, man. That that kid's good. Um, there were people who thought he was the best player in last year's draft. Um, props to Fournier uh, for coming up big tonight. Yes. Big props to Fournier. Uh, Greg film stuff. Outside of some suspect shots, I like how Randall was consistently finding Mitch, and it looked like he and RJ are starting to figure it out on a consistent basis. Due to one, due to our surplus, who are you comfortable with losing in a trade? Um, I kind of answered the second part, but I'll go back to it one more time. In terms of, I don't know if you're referring to Mitch and RJ are starting to figure it out, or Randall and RJ. I think you're referring to Randall and RJ. It doesn't look like it's like it is kind of my turn, your turn, but it doesn't feel like my turn, your turn. I look, I would I love to see the two of them in pick and roll a little bit more? Absolutely. Is there probably a reason that we hardly ever see those two guys in pick and roll? Yeah. I, I just it's clearly Randall, you know, in um Dallas over at the Strickland, Dallas Amico had a great um thread or a great tweet on this like earlier today about how it's it's obscene that we see so little of Julius Randle as a pick-and-roll ball handler when he could clearly be pretty good at it. I, whatever, I don't know. But it does feel like there's some synergy between the two of them, even if it is not necessarily together. It feels like they are working it out, and it's a good they're in a good place. And that's why you don't – I don't think you inject a Kemba Walker into this starting lineup. I'm not saying that means Burke should continue to start. Again, Burks is not a point guard, but I don't know – like the way they run things, like how much do you need a traditional point guard? I, I, I'll go back to what I think I'd be interested to see quickly with this group. I really would, but it doesn't look like that's happening. Um, oh, and then the other part of it, how, who are you comfortable with losing in a trade? Like, you know, if I'm if we're trying to win games for the rest of the season, I know I don't want to lose. I don't. I'm not. I don't know. I don't want to lose Burks. Um, I definitely. I'm not trading quickly. Uh, Rose. I mean. I, I don't want to lose Derrick Rose. I love Derrick Rose. Um, hell, at this point, I don't even want to lose Mitch. Mitch has been great. Mitch has been awesome. You know, this is the Mitch that, that gets you hooked, right? Gets you hooked back in. 
Uh, I don't know what the contract situation is going to be, but you know, we'll see. Um, I don't know. So I guess I'm going to answer that question by not answering it. I don't know. Again, if they got good, if they got valued for Obi, I would talk myself into it. I just, I don't know. I don't know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. CT Pittman, what the hell is wrong with Noel? Great question. He can't, here, I'm comfortable losing Noel in a trade. How about that? He can't stay healthy this season. It's always something. I, for one, don't want to hear talk of no Mitch trade talk. Or I don't want to hear of no Mitch trade talk. Oh, so you don't want to trade Mitch. Yeah, I don't want to trade Mitch either. Um, Like, this version of Mitch is better than Miles Turner. He is. It's that's like he is. I know he can't shoot, and these are he's been playing against some teams that offer good matchups for him. But like, man, he changed the fucking game tonight. He absolutely changed the game, um, and he does that in a lot of games. So, be nice to have them both. But uh, what's up with Noel? I have no idea. I have no idea. I wish I knew. Um, I wish I knew. I don't know. But it's it has to be a concern for them. Uh, we got 350 likes. Thank you to everybody who uh, is here. Thanks to everybody in the chat, everybody in the super chat who's contributed. And thank you to everybody who has um, hit the like button. And if you uh, would like to hit the like button to add to the total, feel free. Uh, Brian Benjamin, does Obi ask for a trade? I mean, no, because he's a second-year player. <laughs> second-year players don't ask for, for trades. Although Cam Reddish asked for a trade this summer. I think Cam Reddish probably in a little bit of a different situation. In Atlanta, a um, bit of a more high-profile guy. Um, but no, I don't think he'll be asked for a trade. He made one mistake and gets pulled immediately. I would be livid. And with the cam trade, do you uh, do we see his minutes decrease? Um, I think Obi was livid because uh, Okongwu uh, pulled on his arm and it wasn't called. And he was mad about that. Uh Look, when Julius Randle's going like this, you're you're playing Julius Randle. I don't know what he played, 36 minutes tonight? 37 minutes? 38 minutes. Yeah. When Julius is going like this, you're playing him that many minutes. And uh, he has earned it. Uh, again, if he's going to play like this. And there's not a coach in the league that wouldn't play Julius Randle 38 minutes if he's playing like this. Um, this stuff about the getting pulled after a mistake, I, I guess uh, Andrew told me to be nice. Um, like I, I just, I, I have, it's not about the mistake. It's about Obi helps you in certain ways. So 
if he's unable to help you in those ways through no fault of his own, well, it's not really true. Um, because of aided by the lack of personnel that can help him help you, help me help you. There you go. Shout out to Cuba Gooding, Gooding Jr. and Tom Cruise. Um, you know, I, I have sympathy for him, but like the fact is, if he's not helping you and he's making mistakes, and that wasn't the only mistake, he got uh, again, he got beat on a box out, a terrible fucking box out miss um, when Delon Wright grabbed the rebound. Like that's a lack of toughness. And that's something that's been a point of emphasis for them and for him since last season. Has he gotten better with it? Yeah, he's gotten better with it, but he still makes those mistakes. Um, it's just, you know, it is what it is. He's a young player. He's going to get better. He's getting better. Um, I'm sure he's frustrated. I don't blame him for being frustrated. Does that mean he asked for a trade? No, it doesn't mean he asked for a trade. Um, no, nor should he, by the way. Um, Obi's going to be fine. Whether it's whether it's here or somewhere else, somewhere else. Uh, okay, if I miss something, uh, let me know, Andrew. I'm going to pick it up with the top super chat that I see uh, from Anthony Sixto. Keep Obi, but his lack of handles, physicality hurts his ability to do more. Gets thrown around way too easily. Tibbs' usage hides his limitations. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with any of that. I think, but I, again, I think Obi's intention is in the right place. I, I do think he does need to get a little bit more physical. If you play the four, you have to be more physical. Um, I just wish he'd be a little bit more aggressive um, so we could see what he has. Like, he can do it. He's just – he doesn't do it that often. Um, I'd love to see him do it more. Um, uh, Jessica's back in the Super Chat. Thanks, Jessica. You're really incredible. Um, what position do you think Campbell worked best? You think Kemba would refuse to come off the bench if given that option? I don't think Kemba would refuse. No, no, no. I, I, if I insinuated that before, I didn't mean to. I don't think he would refuse to come off the bench. I, I think just Kemba wants to play. I think he would love to come off the bench here. I just don't know is there is that is that's what's going to happen because for him to come off the bench, that would mean Rose starts because um, he's not going to play Kemba, Rose, and quickly together. And he doesn't seem to want to start quickly, which whatever. We don't have to talk about that right now. So – if Rose starts, is there a world where Kemba comes off the bench? Well, okay, let's play that out. That means it's Kemba quickly because um, he's going to keep playing quickly. Uh, and then Burks. And then I guess Cam or Obi. Uh, and then a backup center. And that means no grimes. And I just got done talking about how Tibbs loves Grimes. And I think Tibbs wants to play Grimes more than Cam or Obi. Uh, so I just I, I just don't know if I see it. I, maybe I'm, I could be wrong. I could be absolutely – maybe he fucking comes back and starts. I, have no, I really have no idea. I'm just going on my, my gut feel. As far as what position Cam – like in theory, he is the perfect three slash four. You know – where he could play with a, with a four with a, with another three slash four that can can shoot it. Because I like I don't think they traded for Cam Reddish to just grow a three and D guy. I think they gave up a first round pick for Cam Reddish because like you don't give up 
a, f- a first round pick, even if it's like not a great first round pick, you don't give up a first round pick for a guy who your whole plan is to just make him a three and D guy and hope that it works out because you know, in, in restricted free agency, that's number one. And two, he hasn't even shown a propensity to be that solid of a defensive player. He's been okay, he's, but he's been inconsistent. And like the three-point shot, by the way, largely theoretical. He's great from the corners, not great from above the break. Um, and when he starts getting involved with like the off-the-dribble stuff, it's like it's really – so I think they, they, are, they plan on making an investment in him reaching his full ceiling. I just don't know how much that happens this year, which is why I'll go back to like I don't know how much he's going to play this year. But – Long-winded way of answering your question. This year, you probably put some people around him to to help with the with the rebounding issues, and you play him at the four. If the if you if the question is what's his best position, probably it. Um, would be my guess. Uh, but I think you could work at the three too. Um. We'll see. David uh, Kowalenko. What's going on, David? No go on Fox. If we're dumping chips, Donovan Mitchell's the <laughs> Listen. Uh, you, you just upgraded uh, d- between – from De'Aaron Fox to Donovan, to Donovan Mitchell, you just upgraded from a, uh, you know, a, a tuna sub from Subway to uh, – what's a really good sandwich? I've become partial to Court Street Grocers since I've moved to Brooklyn. Um, but I don't know, whatever we could use a different cop, uh, from Sizzler to Sizzler to, you know, Morton's or something like that. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, they can't get Donovan Mitchell. Not right now. Wait for him to ask out when he asks out, go from there. Uh, this is from Michael Aaron. Everyone needs to smash the like button. Thank you. And become a patron. Yeah. Shout out to all of our patrons, patrons in here. The extra pods and the playbacks are fantastic. Yes, we got another playback coming. Uh, I'm not sure when the, the next playback is. It'll be it'll be very soon. Yeah. Um, disclaimer: I am not sponsored by KFS. <laughs> you are not sponsored by KFS. This is true. Um, and don't don't smash your computer. Patrick Rafferty, Jalen Brunson, and Maxi Kleber for Mitchell Mitchell Robinson, Kemba, and the Dallas first back. So I don't think we would get Maxi Kleber in that deal because I think that the Mavs like Maxi Kleber. I think Maxi Kleber is a really good player. I think he helps them win games. I think if you're going to do that construction, Mitch, Kemba, and the Dallas first, I think it would be Jalen Brunson and, and probably Reggie Bullock or Dwight Powell. I think Dwight Powell, I think he makes $9 million a year. I hope I'm not. Speaking out of my ass on that, I'll look it up. Andrew, could you just check how much Dwight Powell makes? I'm pretty sure he's still on that that $9 million a year contract. Um, okay. from Another one from Kevin Danishevsky. I actually love Fournier's offensive game when he's aggressive. That's the key. Wasn't always aggressive this year. He's got cojones. Yes, he does. And he has just enough driving, playmaking ability. I want to see him and Quentin Grimes together. Um, I... The only place I'm a little down on Fournier, and I'm obviously not the first person to be down on him on this, is uh, you, I'd love to see a little bit more by way of the playmaking. I feel like the, the playmaking is something that's always been kind of a little bit more uh, theoretical than actual. But can he do it? Yeah, I'd just like to see more of it. Um, 
We got a touchdown Bills uh, in the in the chat here. Yeah. I'm, oh wow. I, I oh wait no. He's got one more year. So uh, Powell. So Powell has one more year at eleven million dollars. Would he even play here? Uh, he probably wouldn't play here. He's not. I don't think he's a tips type of guy. So they probably look to move that contract in the offseason. Um, it's not terrible money. I don't know. Uh, is that if that's what it took to get Jalen Brunson? But you'd be giving up Mitch too. Shit. I don't know about that. I don't know. I can't see them giving up Mitch without getting a starting center back who they're comfortable with. Um, uh, Rich Wolkowitz. Interesting that now the starters are carrying us. I trust Leon Tibbs and the rest to make the right move at the right time. Just enjoying the better basketball lately. Amen to that last part. I trust Leon and Tibbs too. One, two. Um, again, we we I, I did a bad job not highlighting this at the time. I kind of glossed over it, and I think I even said something to the effect of like, "Hey, maybe Derrick Rose going out won't won't hurt us that much." I thought there might be a little like, not addition by subtraction, but I. I didn't love Rose in the starting five, and I, w- I wanted to see someone else in there. Whatever. The fact is, I didn't make nearly enough of, of the fact that Rose went out and how it would affect this team. And the fact that they've been 8-3 and three over their last 11 games without Derrick Rose speaks to what they've built. And, um, yeah, it's a little bit of an easy schedule, but that Tibbs does have a good handle on the team. When Rose comes back, I trust the bench will be back to normal, unless he, they make him a starter, which we'll see. I don't think they will. Um, but amen to the better basketball. It's just so nice to have a team that's great to watch again. And like this, this, in a weird way, this game to me for the first time felt like watching last year's team. I know that sounds crazy, but for the first time when it was like, we were playing great and we were up in the fourth and then we were letting the the opposition back into the game. But I'm like, no, we could just make some shots. We could pull this out and we pulled it out. That, That felt like last year. Um, Okay, catching up here. Um, Andrew, catch me up on anything that I uh, that I missed. Uh, do, do, do. Sorry, always the trials and tribulations of the of the chat here. Um, okay, Akash Trivedi, Tib screaming Jesus fucking Christ when Burks lost it on the inbounds. Up by only three it was every Nick fan, but showed resiliency and didn't fold was key. Yeah, Burks is going to give you one of those every game. He's going to give you one of those every game, something like that. But I love Alec Burks. We all love Alec Burks. He's just uh, he's not a starting point guard for a reason. Man, seeing uh, this, uh, I don't know who this comment is from. Man, seeing Knox in a Hawks jersey is a reminder of the business side of basketball. I loved how the Knicks players showed love. I don't know if I'm ready to let go of Mitch for Turner. Robinson is balling. Yeah, I mean, just forget about the emotional side of it. From a basketball perspective, by the way, thank you, Emil Bumansor. This is Emil's comment. From a basketball perspective, like, I just, I don't know that that makes sense. And again, you're not getting Turner just for Mitch. You're probably, you know, again, the notion of adding Turner to this team without giving up Mitch, like, again, that's, uh, God. If it's Obi and a first and and like Kemba for salary, oh, God. I don't know. 
I, I really I really don't want to trade Obi Toppin. Um, from Hush Zoo, 1-0 with Cam Reddish. Our season turns around, move starts out. Uh, our season turnaround move starts out strong. There you go. I could read. Evan's time is slowly creeping up. RJ is a god. Julius, I will apologize to you. Um, if you want to be the one to apologize to Julius, you're a bigger man than me. Good job. We'll see. Maybe at the end of the season, if he keeps this up, he'll get an apology. Um, not yet, though. He played really badly. Um, Dom Cappuccini. If almost off of the Turner deal, what about Jeremy Grant? Oh, okay, that's a good question. Um, I don't like Jeremy Grant for this team. Jeremy Grant is a four in the league today. I think we're starting to see what this lineup could do with two guys in Fournier and RJ who can do some stuff with the ball on offense. Um, you insert uh, Grant. Like, I know, yes, Grant can put the ball on the floor too, and he could do some stuff on offense, but like, I don't know that I love the fit of Jeremy Grant between Randall and RJ. He wants the ball. Uh, he's not the shoot. He's not, he's nowhere close to the gravity. I don't care what his three point percentage is. He's nowhere close to the gravitational force on offense that Fournier is. And if you think that's recency bias, go, go look up, um, go look up two stats, go look up Evan Fournier's three point percentage this year and go look up how many of Evan Fournier's, um, uh, three-pointers are self-created and not the beneficiary of assists. So, like, that's not Jeremy Grant. Um, he's also shooting very poorly this year. Like, his, his effective field goal percentage is, is shit. I'm not saying it wouldn't get better here. It certainly would get better here because he wouldn't take that many tough shots. But I I don't know. For, for what Detroit's going to want for Jeremy Grant, I don't, I, I, I don't see it. Um, this is from West Niles. Uh, Knicks are playing well again like last year. Really great contributions from Barrett and Grimes. Keep the cullets flowing. Funny you should say that. Uh, fried up a batch of chicken cullets earlier today um, with some carrots and broccoli. I went with the – I told my wife to get a roll from the supermarket as well. Hollowed out the roll a little bit, trying to, trying to drop a couple pounds here. And I did the cullets with a little bit of truff hot sauce. If anybody out there has never had truff hot sauce and you like hot sauce, this stuff will change your life. You have to like truffles too, though. Um, and then did a little uh, secret sauce on the other side of the bun. And then I, I we got this great like uh, coleslaw salad thing with like cram dry cranberries and I don't know some kind of I don't know what kind of dressing it was, but it was like a creamy dressing. Threw that right on there with cullet everything. My goodness, I was in heaven. And I might have to go right back for round two because uh, of how well they played. So, yes, keep the cutlets flowing indeed. Um, Hushu asks Mo Bamba for the Dallas first and Noel. I don't know that I am dying to get Mo Bamba ahead of a payday. I believe Mo Bamba is in his, his fourth year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, because he was in the Kevin Knox draft. So, like... I don't know. Like, what does he want in his contract? I guess I can, can you get him for cheap? Um, but wait a minute. No, I'm not giving up to Dallas first. Not for Mobamba. Fuck that. I'll give up a second for Mobamba and Noel. I'll do that. I'll give you a, a I'll give, I'll give Orlando a decent second round pick. 
for Mobamba um, if they'll take back Noel. That's that's my offer. Um, take it or leave it. Um, okay, I uh, Andrew, let me know. Uh, throw anything else in the in the pinned uh, tweets that I've missed. But uh, in the meantime, while I'm waiting for Andrew to put up another comment, if there is one, um, shout out to everybody. I've been here for an hour. Still got over 600 people in the house. We are two likes away from um, six, uh, from 400 likes. Get the get the likes up. Um, I have that. I read that uh, pinned comment, Andrew, from from West Niles. Keep the colors flowing. Um, give me give me a new comment uh, from Robert Cross. Twenty seven and eight to fifty three wins, John. After four in a row at home. Okay, so hold on. Now Robert Cross is saying we are assuming that they are going to win the next four games, which are not easy games, by the way. I'm just going, I'm just saying it. The next four games, in case you were wondering, are against the Charlotte Hornets, who are pretty good, the Minnesota Timberwolves, fully healthy now, pretty good, the, the um, New Orleans Pelicans, the feisty, the feisty New Orleans Pelicans. Um, and then the LA Clippers, also feisty. Um, none of those games are gimmies. Um, even if the Knicks are playing well, well, if the Knicks are playing well, they should, yeah, if the Knicks are playing well, they should win all four of those games. Let's see what happens. I would, I would sign for three and one so fast, Robert. Uh, in any case, um, uh, he also asked, do you think the Brunson rumors are real? Baller as a uh, Seton Hall University guy here. Uh, hashtag 53 wins. Yeah, I think the Brunson rumors are real because Ian reported them. If Ian Bagley reports something, it's real. It's as simple as that. Um, from Junk Heart, Junk Heart Athens. Cheers from Greece. Cheers to you in Greece. Thank you for watching and following along. Um, Randall thumbing down and booing the Atlanta crowd. LOL. Love it. That was a great moment. Um, let's go Knicks. Yeah. Shout out to halfway across the world. Uh, Oh, we got a uh, post game comment courtesy of Tom Thibodeau. Can't say enough about the way RJ Barrett's been playing. You love to see it. You love to see it. You love to hear it. You love to read it. You love to ingest it, inject it into your veins. All good stuff. Um, okay. This from Adam. Fournier is getting used to the Randall screens. Money, 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 money. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it takes it, it, it takes time. I think it takes time. And by the way, again, talk about things that I did a bad job not making um, enough of or not, not being as cognizant of early on. It's not that it, they just had to adjust to Fournier taking the Bullock role. They had to adjust to Fournier taking the Bullock role and then also Kemba coming in and taking the uh, he shall not, he who shall not be named role. There was a lot of adjustments and it didn't work. And then they made a change after 20 games and they had to make another adjustment to go back to a different style of basketball. And that didn't work at first. And then they got hit with COVID and injuries and they had Kemba come back. So it's like, it's been a lot of adjustments. So I will give Fournier um, a pass, um, and and I'm happy it's it's looking better, and hopefully it keeps it up. Um, this from Stephen K. 
Cod, I believe. Ten years from now, who will have been the better 25th pick, IQ or Grimes? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to stick with my boy. I'm going to stick with quickly. But, man, I like Grimes. Grimes is going to be good. Two NBA players. What more can you want? I say this. I think Grimes is the safer bet. I think Grimes is the safer bet, but I think quickly has the higher ceiling. This from Rodney. Uh, thank you, Rodney Balek. Balek or Balek, uh, either one of those, hopefully, is right. Um, thank you for your contribution. We appreciate it. And thanks to everybody who got us up over 400 likes. From Dom Cap, I hate to revisit Kemba out of the rotation, but with Mitch healthy and Julius engaged, the defense is starting to look like last year. With Rose coming back soon, what do you do? I don't put Kemba back in the rotation. I'll say it right now. Um, you could you could screen grab that and uh, and throw it back in my face at some point. Um, I just I don't know. I don't know how you screw with a defense that I'm going to pull it up right now because it's bothering me. Um, that has shown what they've shown, and I think what they've shown is legit. And hold on, I'm going to tell you right now, since November 1st, I don't know that that's the best judge, but since November 1st, the Knicks have the 11th best defense in the league. Um, So they're 17 and 20 in that time. They've played 43 games. So that's after the first six games. So since the first six games of the season, at which point I believe they were 26th in defense or 27th or 25th, somewhere in that range. They have been the 11th best defense in the league with 109.5 defensive rating. And again, that is a sample size of 37 games. That is not an insignificant sample size. So clearly they figured it out on defense. I, and, and by the way, they, they've shown proficiency on defense with Kemba in the lineup as well. But I, I think this is just so much more sustainable. Um, yeah. Uh, this from... Brian Benjamin, if Tibbs knows how to use OB, then why doesn't he? You watch a lot of games, so you see the pick and roll with primary Taj as OB stands at the three-point line um, because they have, again, the, the easy answer is because they have another center in the game. And with another another center in the game, um, that person is usually in the dunker spot. And, like, it's like you're – the space is 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 kind of clogged. Um, I also think with backup units that Taj is a better screen setter, and he's better at like catching the ball in traffic uh, than Obi is. And also, like here's another thing: we keep talking about using more more pick and roll, more pick and roll. Emmanuel quickly's tried to hit Obi Toppin for lobs and things like. He's not at that level yet as a point guard. Like, Emmanuel quickly is not a great pick-and-roll point guard. Um, there's a lot of reasons why why he's not being used in that way more. On top of all of that, what have we seen Obi Toppin do all year that's been really successful? Sneak in from the corner and get, and get putbacks and get lobs that way. Like, there's more than one way to skin a cat. I don't know why. What, what my question is for everybody out there who's so hung up on this, like, why aren't they using Obi Toppin more in pick and roll? Like, what, like what, of all the things about this team, that's what we're hung up on? That's what we're worrying about? I don't 
And like, that's the thing you're going to hang your hat on. Of like Tibbs doesn't know how to coach offense. Come on. It's just rings a little hollow for me. Um, all due respect. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, uh with some more. Uh, Duncan Robinson or DeMar DeRozan is the right analogy for Fox to Mitchell, to uh, Donovan Mitchell. Um, if you're looking for food, spaghetti and meatballs to penne alla vodka. Uh, yeah, some people like spaghetti and meatballs. I'm more of a penne alla vodka guy. Listen, put some respect on Duncan Robinson's name. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's fair. That's fair. Okay, I think that's it. I'm, uh, I'm wiped. We've been here for an hour and ten minutes. You guys are amazing. Again, shout out bar none, best fan base in sports. You guys are amazing. We have stuck with this team through, my God, some terrible shit this year. They are back over 500 after a win in Atlanta, which was a desperate, 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 desperate fucking team. Shout out to David Futternick, who I see here in the chat. You're the man. Shout out to everybody in L.A. and across the globe watching us. You guys are awesome. Um, We'll catch you uh, soon. Peace out.